0: Hello and welcome back to the FEZ show. We've got a lot to talk about today. We've got to do a small little recap on the Sao Paulo e but we're mainly going to be looking ahead to the Berlin e and we've got a man in the show today that is going to be in Berlin, Mr. Pickering. You looking
1: forward uh... to it? jack you're too kind um now yeah i'm so so looking forward to being back in the formula e paddock um for those who are new uh i spent most of last year uh in the paddock for formula e just um be- being on site and i have missed it sitting at home watching these races it's it's a bit like i want to be there but um no and, and also i'm looking forward to it because as some people may remember this is a race that i missed last year i went off um uh to italy in uh, in the week that this was on and decided to miss berlin um so yeah looking forward to spending well it will be my first time properly in germany and it will be at Tempelhof formula e, which i'm really excited about it's also going to be a fantastic race
0: yeah talk about races. dedication right races about, there's two of them yeah there's two of them talk about dedication though right you know obviously all those races that you went to last year but decided to go on holiday for, for one of them um you know just like oh, dedication to the cause just no I can't can't be asked for them but he's making up for it this year we've also got um the wonderful Ed Hunter in the show today how are you oh
2: good thanks jack i'm not gonna be in berlin but i will be in milton Keynes, commentating on go-karts for the first time so i probably got some formula yeah some, <laughs> some future formula e drivers gonna be there who knows but yeah so I, I did worry a bit there pico when you said oh i was sitting at home watching those races i thought you were gonna go into nikki lauder spiel like from rush where he's like oh look sitting at home watching you win those races while i was fighting for my life or something like that <laughs> but no okay i'm glad you didn't do that
1: Sitting at home watching Nicky and Vernon present all these races. (laughs) I'm not having it.
0: I I, I was... Well, we'll leave it there because um, we don't want to. We don't want to say anything too much more.
1: No, I, but... I, I just want to go on the record. I do love Nikki and Vernon.
0: Yeah, we do. I, yeah. Uh, Vernon is, I think,
2: going to gonna quit her. at we the end of the her. season as well. He announced that quite recently. So uh, there's something to see. I always enjoyed Vernon's work and uh, Nikki, we know a... since the beginning. So she's always very nice to us, Nikki.
0: It means there's a presenter role going, and me and Pico will be fighting for it in Monaco. Uh when, when when we get there, you know, we'll be black eyes because at Monaco we will have a together. word with him this weekend, yeah. Please. So he's he's gonna try and jump the queue. Uh, and see what's happened. But anyway, right, let's talk formulary because jaguar, right? Sao Paulo, just a little recap if you've forgotten, right? It was a Jaguar one, two, three, effectively. Mitch Evans winning the race in the Jaguar, and then the Envision Power Jaguar in Nick Cassidy was in second, and then Sam Bird in third. And Pika, I'll come to you on this first. Jaguar, we've been talking about, they've, they've been a team that had the pace, they just didn't have the luck, right, in the first opening races. And then, you know, it all came together for them in Sao Paulo, really. And even Buemi, if you think about Buemi, you know, he got punted in, in the second lap and, and still recovered to P10. You're just thinking now, okay, Jaguar probably asserted their dominance. And if this can continue, then Jaguar can really fight their way up the championship and, and catch the likes of Jake Dennis and Pascal Verlo pretty quickly.
1: Oh yeah, it was an absolutely fantastic race from Jaguar. It's it's nice to see do because we've seen the potential over the course of the season, but uh, incidents like in, in Hyderabad and, and everything like that have just meant that they just haven't got the points that they really should have done this, this season. Um, it's going to be interesting uh, this weekend because I think historically the Jags have not done fantastically well around Berlin before. I can't remember a race where they've I, I don't think they've even stood on the podium in Temple Off. I, I could be wrong. um, But especially Sam, I don't think, is a huge fan of Temple Off. And it would be interesting to see whether Sam does well, because I don't think... Uh, I, I, when Sam had his bad streak last year, two of the races that I missed were Sam's best result of the year and Sam's best qualifying of the year. So if Sam Bird has a terrible wet weekend this weekend... I am the unlucky mascot for Sam Bird, which is gonna be an interesting thing to see. But um uh but yeah, I think Jag we'll see if they're there or they're about this weekend, but I think this will be a weekend that probably suits more the Porsche or the DSs, I think would be the stronger argument for this weekend.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't tell Sam that, though. I wouldn't go and brag about that to Sam, because, you know, he'll just say, "Oh, let him get know out. Get at out. the end of the year. Get out, yeah, let him know at the end of the year. Like, oh, by the way, every time I've turned up, um, oh, you've done badly, and every time I've not been there, you've done great, so, yay! <laughs> yeah, don't tell him that, because he'll kick you out before the, you won't even make Sunday's race. You'll, pass, you'll get there Sunday morning pass revoked. <laughs> um, but yeah, Ed, uh, Jaguar, we always thought that they were a team, you know that we, we thought they were just unlucky. But do you think now they've they built this platform, technically a one-two-three, that they can now push and and try and bring that confidence into Berlin?
2: Yeah, it's an interesting one. And Pico, by the way, he said uh, Jagged, uh, he said he wasn't sure if Jagi had finished on the podium. before. I think Evans got a third place in. Season 7 on Saturday, I think Just behind Degrassi and Mortara if I Remember correctly? Uh, I could be wrong on That's that That's
1: feasible That's feasible. I, <laughs> I, 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 all, all I remember from Jaguar in Berlin uh, And I apologise To all Mitch Evans fans Is, is him? him not moving And then being punted by Edo Mortara
2: Yeah, uh, but anyway He did get one on the podium the day before I think, but anyway, in terms of Jaguar's current form uh, In certain so, 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 Sao Paulo was definitely what they needed for, To get their season back on track and I felt, uh, I felt very sorry for them up to up to Sao Paulo because they just had so much uh, horrendous luck. Evans, especially, had shown some amazing pace and never was quite able to deliver on it. And uh, I, I do think Sao Paulo because it was a race where so many long straights are all streaming each other and saving energy. I think in the end they had Van Dorn for quite a lot of the race, who was creating a bit of a hole in the air in front of them and allowing them to sort of break later, lift Lifting coast, and save energy behind him uh so i think um jaguar I, I definitely think the situation played to their advantage and but they certainly uh they said the car certainly was working well and porsche i think really fumbled things in sao paulo to be honest and create that big opportunity for jaguar so and I and I, nick cassidy really has been the form man at the moment just consistently getting that car into second place it seems every every race uh, or, or on the podium at least uh, as we saw in cape town as well so uh, i i certainly think N- nick cassidy is sort of the dark horse getting there but if Mitch Evans can start a running run then I definitely think Jaguar can uh, be a big factor in this uh, championship as we get into the sec- near the second half of the season
0: the thing is though right and this is Formula 3 in a nutshell is that we talk about this and we're like oh yeah this Jaguar they've they've been so good but we said this about Porsche and, and, and Andretti Pico at, at the beginning of the season and um, we were expecting this run and I you know we've spoken to Jake Dennis and, and there'll be a future edition of of, of the magazine um, where I spoke to him and he said that you know the teams have already caught us up two races, three races into the season. And he's like, I've expected the teams to have already closed that gap, and it looks like those teams one have closed that gap. But what is surprising because it's Formula Re and in the nature that it's Formula Re, I suppose, with the one day ish format and qualifying being so you know, not much practice time, you've got half an hour then in the morning, and then it's not there's not much time. To, to change things before qualifying, because qualifying is pretty quick after FP2, is the way the tables swing, because they were so competitive. Now they just, you know, Dennis hasn't even finished the last couple of races, like, and he's been punted out in the bad qualifying, bad qualifiers, and it just leads to a bad result. And that could happen to Jaguar in Berlin, right? And you said it there, if they don't qualify well, then all of a sudden, you know, racing on, 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 on Saturday and Sunday will be very difficult so talk to me about sort of Andretti and, and how they bounce back from this because such a great start and all of a sudden it's just all come crumbling down
1: well yeah Jake Dennis has had the last um, I think it's been the last three races have been shocking I think Hyderabad he um, he uh, got a hit by Rene Rast at the end of the race and that DNF'd him uh Ooh, Cape Town, he had to serve a drive-through penalty for uh, power overuse, I think, and then in high um, pressure, it was the uh, was pressure Tire bit. pressure. Yeah, tire okay. Pressure. okay. Ev- Evans was overuse, I, I okay. Um, and then in Sao Paulo, he got he well something happened with Dan's car, and it hit. Uh, Jake broke his suspension. Um, and yet we're still talking about Jake Dennis second in the championship. I think it shows how good that first part of the season was yes it hasn't really gone well since but he's kind of shown that he his potential the car's potential it's there and they can carry that on yeah they've had a hiccup but the thing is this is formula e formula e is super competitive and you tr- and if you try predicting it you are a moron welcome to the morons podcast um and so uh and so yeah we, we have no idea look, look at sao paulo it's so close. The top five, the top three finished in point within a half a second of each other. That's absolutely insane. And,
0: and the only thing though I'd the... say to that is that the top three were the same powertrain. It's not like it was the top three were different powertrains. It wasn't like it was an Andretti, and you know a DS and a Jaguar. It was the same powertrain, which for me just showed that the, the the potential dominance though of of Jaguar.
1: Potentially, yeah, but uh, we'll have to see different um different folks for different blokes, different circuits for whatever. Um um I, I probably butchered the saying. I'll look it up. I've got a little book of sayings, I'll look it up afterwards. Um uh yeah, but yeah, well I mean like as I said earlier, I don't think this is a circuit that will suit Jaguar. It it hasn't historically. But the thing is, we're in a completely new car, completely new powertrains. So who knows going into this weekend, but, um, but yeah, I think Jag, the potential is there. And also when we end the season, like we got Rome, Rome is such a dominant track for Jag. I think they won their first race there. Mitch flew through from ninth and fifth, I think last year to win on both days. And so they will have those days where they are so dominant, but I, but Berlin, I don't think is going to be one of them, and I think that Porsche could and and Andretti. I think that's this is this is when they need to bounce back, especially for Porsche in front of a home crowd.
0: Indeed, indeed, we'll talk about that later. But Ed, for me, then, if you're Andretti, right, you've got Jake Dennis, who's had such a strong start to the season, and okay, he's not picking up points, but Andre Lotterer hasn't really. Done the business um, since his move to Andretti. And I suppose that my dampen spirits a little bit more. Like you've got one car that, you know, looked like, you know, they're going to fight for the championship, still could fight for the championship, but, you know, has had these three bad races, but they've plummeted in the team's st- standings because Lotter has struggled as well um, to get something out of that car. Does that make things for them potentially even more frustrating?
2: Oh, definitely. And uh, you do get the sense that Andre Lotter is a man maybe on the way out of Formula E because we've always said for uh, last season, a few seasons before, his qualifying was always one of the really strong things about Andre Lotter in his performances. And his qualifying has been really shocking past couple of races. He had a decent race in Mexico where he finished, I think, top four. Uh, top five uh, even though the his engineer said that there was an issue with the powertrain or something and he just decided there was a safety guard called down. he got to the end and got some good points but since then he's never looked anywhere near as comfortable and he's just constantly in the back in Sao Paulo he got in an incident I think on the very very first lap and that basically where he came to a halt and I think that sort of a, got going again but it sort of defined his race he never really recovered from that and uh, yeah, it was well as having to miss Jakarta to go do a World well Endurance Championship with uh, Porsche, uh, Porsche Penske, interestingly enough. But uh, David Beckman, I think, is going to take over for him for Jakarta, who's doing the rookie test with uh, Porsche, the factory Porsche team uh, in Berlin after the race. But uh, yeah, it definitely feels like. Um, yeah, it's not if if Dennis was getting knocked out or lotter was banking like top fours and top fives, it would soften the blow at least in the teams championship. But they don't even really have that. So Andretti is sort of have kind of just been relying completely on Jake Dennis. And the problem there is that Jake Dennis has his typical Jake Dennis luck. Uh, we got a friend of ours who runs the Jake Dennis struggles account, and it seems they've been having a field day the last couple of races. Unfortunately, with the horrific fortune he's had both on and off the circuit, with flights being delayed and all sorts of things. So, uh, yeah, if anyone can get things back on track, it is Jake Dennis, though. So uh, I, I don't think it's all over yet for Andretti. I think if they have a clean race, then they can be right back in it.
0: I want to talk about diaz before we move on to sort of Berlin. Kind of a weird one, Pico, because when we saw Van Dorn and John Eric Verne as teammates, we thought, wow, in a Pensky, right? In a Penski. Like, this looked unstoppable. This looked like Man C, right? effectively you couldn't get more Man City than John Eric Vern and Stoffel Van Dorn in a team together with a powertrain partner as 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 Penske. So have you been surprised they they're cloud they're getting better like for sure. Like the first couple of races this season is bad but the, the it's kind of slow. Like they don't seem to be hitting the heights of Jaguar. They don't seem to be as quick as Jaguar but they you know Van Dorn got the pole position and it was probably the first moment of brilliance that we've seen from Van Dorn really this season. But again, it just, it just faded away. Like, what do you think of DS so far? I don't think
1: they've been too bad. I think they've had, they've, they've won a race with Jev in, in uh, Hyderabad and yeah, Stoff, I'd say Stoff hasn't, hasn't been as good as we thought he was going to be. I think hopefully it will come with time, uh, and because we know how good a driver he is, we saw last year he he absolutely swept the field basically to to uh uh to win the championship. But um yeah, at, at the moment it just hasn't worked out. I think DS they were they starting to find their feet because they had the first few races from hell. So now that they've started to find their feet, Jevs won. Uh, Stoff's got a pole and um and they've been there where they're about i do think that we'll see them um get there or they're about as i said earlier they're one of my picks this weekend because we know how good ds when they were previously under the to banner have done at berlin before where so we we will see this weekend but i it, i feel like it's a circuit that will suit their car um but yeah, with we uh, we with, with stuff, it's a new team, it's a new environment. Where, where whereas with Jev, most of the team have come over from from DS uh into the Penske outfit. So it's more or less the same team. It's just you've got a few different people here and there. So that's why Jev has been better so far this season. And now that they've got to the, got to grips with the powertrain, I reckon that stuff. We've seen him. He got, he got a pole. He, he got a pole in Sao Paulo. That's where he got the poll. Um, because I—I'll uh, be honest. I only said he got a pole because you guys said he got a pole, and I couldn't remember where. <laughs> it,
0: was race, um, it was the last the race, mate. It was the last—the race. It was four weeks ago.
1: <laughs> like we're so late at doing these. Uh, like I'm—I'm uh, I'm amazed we have what little fan base we do. Thank you for sticking with us. Well, you're really um,
2: laying yeah. <laughs> into us tonight, aren't you, PK? I don't know. PK's yeah. like, um, having a go,
0: back, baby. He's, popping he's, popping he's popping. He's popping. But Ed. I suppose with um, with DS, right? They they always. I think it's, it's like a slow burner. That's how I see it. They started terribly, but they've you know they got the win. They're they're sort of there. You know they finished fifth and sixth in Sao Paulo. I, they probably would have liked better, considering Van Dorn was on pole. But you're feeling like okay, there's there's they're beginning to get some momentum. And if Pico is right in what he's saying that. Berlin could be a strong track for them. With that being a doubleheader, like again, the championship could kind of turn uh, in, in their favour and, and it could be a big haul of points potentially for a team and any team really this weekend. Um, and that could completely turn the momentum of the championship around, especially in the teams and in the drivers.
2: Yeah, I I guess it it depends how things play out. It's so difficult to predict, but yeah, their their form has certainly been, especially in qualifying, where we saw Van Dorn getting that pole, we saw Jev getting the win in Hyderabad, and uh, Jev in particular has sort of been another, along with Nick Cassidy, those two are sort of uh, some of the darker horses uh, in terms of the drivers' championship. I have a feeling that maybe it's a little bit late for Van Dorn at the moment, and he's maybe a bit few too many points behind. And especially when you look at Maserati with the same powertrain and how much they've struggled. They've only scored a handful of points and they've gotten all sorts of collisions. And both the uh, DS Penske drivers have mainly done pretty well to stay out of collisions. The only one that I can think of is Jev losing his front wing in Mexico, which was all the way back in January now. Uh, Other than that, they've kept it incredibly clean in most of the races, I think, from at least from what I can remember, unless uh, there's, there's a DS Penske in the wall that I've completely forgotten about. But uh, but yeah, uh, it's uh, it's really, we're seeing the team start to get more comfortable and starting to gel a bit, the Penske side and obviously the, the DS automobile side. Like Pico said, it's uh, shown all it can do at, to Cheetah. So uh, yeah, if um, I think if the black and gold cars can qualify, they've got a much better chance of uh, getting on the podium in Berlin than they did at Sao Paulo because they won't be just creating a big hole in the air for us to save energy behind them. It's really going to, track position is going to be a bit more important in Berlin. So, uh, yeah, if they can get into Super Bowl, then they've got every chance of uh, getting another win and becoming a factor in this championship.
0: I agree. So, let's talk about Berlin, right? I know we kind of touched here and there on it, but let's like, it's a doubleheader. And the last doubleheader that we had, Pico, right, in, in Saudi Arabia, we saw obviously the strength of, of the Andretti's there, right? And the, and the Porsche power trade. And that has created this cushion that over the last next couple of races has been eaten into because of the, the variants of the championship, but because of that strong foothold in Saudi Arabia, it has given them a cushion. Now this is a chance for a team potentially, or a group of teams because of obviously the same power for some, for some of the manufactured sides to potentially put something together, to try and get two races back to back, to try and do, you know, I try and do what Verline did effectively in in Saudi Arabia and 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 put two wins together or get two podiums together and really because I feel like now after Berlin, you know, we're running out of races hilariously. It'll be Monaco, Jakarta, and then all of a sudden it'll be Rome and London before you know it. And I feel like this could be a massive turning point in this season's championship if a team can get this weekend right.
1: Yeah, I I mean I completely agree with that. The, 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 this weekend could could be make or break. The thing is, we've also got double headers that are going to see out um, the season as well in um, Rome and London, uh, and we've also got one in Jakarta. There, there is only one round of the season, I believe, left that isn't a double header, and that is Portland. Um, every single round from from here on out is and Monaco and Monica, right? Monaco. Oh, Monaco. How did I forget Monaco? Yeah, Monaco. The one that I'm we're going, going to. There, yeah, I'm yeah. going there in we're two weeks. Like, yeah. How did I forget that? Yeah. Um. So yeah. Those two, and then um, and then everyone else. But the thing is with um, the thing is with it could like make or break the championship. Like, I think what whatever happens, we will go into uh, Sunday's race with Pascal Airline as the championship leader it's mathematically possible that i uh, uh dennis cassidy or Vern actually no maybe maybe de costa could lead the championship going into sunday but it would it would velan would have to have an absolute shocker for that to happen and i think the same is with porsche as well um scrolls down page um yeah 41 points it's 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 very unlikely Um absolute professional by the way <laughs> just get used up on the other screen um, no um yeah so yes this is this is the chance for another team to close up like a vision a second um a third in the championship but um I'm just reading the other screen now aren't I um but yeah the, 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 this is a chance but the thing is that they that the other that Porsche I think they're not gonna have a bad round here because I think that Porsche, they've hit the they they really hit the ground running with this car and they haven't really faltered yet. Yes, Berline had a huge incident in um in Hyderabad in in FP one, yeah. and... and then he
2: crashed that in Cape Town as well in the back of Boy
1: Yes, he crashed that in Cape Town, but apart from that, it's kind of been a pretty good season for them. Yeah, um, Deco- oh, DeCoster had a terrible diria, but um. But it's still, they've they, they just had a constantly good year. I think they've scored points in, yeah, they've, well, they've been on the podium. Well, the first time that they weren't on the podium was Sao Paulo this season. So it's, the thing is that, yes, other teams will close up, but it will be blimmin' difficult for, uh, to to. to to catch Port from just this weekend, they need to try and reel them in. It's 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 not going to be like a yank and back, uh, yank the cloth off the table quickly.
0: Yeah, but what I mean is, like, someone can crawl them back, and then with those double headers to come, you know, it, it makes the championship far more open. I still suppose it's, it's still early days, um, in the championship, but we're getting into that middle season already, and you know, considering that we we started in January now you know generally felt like it was five minutes ago and you know we've had how many races since then and I just think it's interesting but Pika was talking a lot about prior form and for, for me I don't know considering it's a new era of car do we can we look at the gen 2 era for how much because we've raced at Berlin forever can we look at gen 2 form and go oh yeah they were historically good so they'll be good in the gen three era or do you think you know that's true that's going to happen or do you think because we're in that new era right now it's actually it's anyone's game it's whoever can get the car right and if the car's right they've got the best chance
2: Here's interesting because mark preston at the very very beginning of the season uh, he was saying when Porsche were d- doing really well the first couple of races in Mexico, especially, he said, "Oh well, Porsche were really good on the high-speed tracks last season uh, at Mexico as well, so it's not surprising to see them winning the first couple of races." Uh, but it does seem like they've got a distinct um, energy efficiency advantage, though. Well, we saw it at Cape Town as well with the Costa and uh, Hyderabad. They are able to make their way through the field as well. So, uh, so yeah, it's it's a it's an I f- I do think season eight form. Uh, has, has certainly got an impact on this season. Albeit with a couple of teams like, you know, DS Pensky can't really look at Dragon Penske's form. You've more got to look at the DS Tichita sort of side of things in order to sort of see a little bit of carryover there. But again, with so many different variables and these new hand tyres as well that are a lot harder, so it would be interesting to see how they react with the surface of Tempelhoff, that old airfield. Of course, it's a very sort of abrasive surface that always seems to catch out the team's sooner or later. i will be interested to see who gets on top of it quickly enough. Uh, something that Pico was saying about Porsche, I thought was kind of interesting, because there was a bit of a flashpoint in Sao Paulo between Da Costa and Verline, where they were both... Verline uh, found himself behind uh, Da Costa, because Da Costa was fighting for victory and messed up, essentially, at t- turn one and went straight on. And then Verlan was being asked, oh, can I come through? And he was like, and there Porsche basically said no. So that's the championship leader being said, you can't overtake your teammate, which I thought was an interesting moment. Obviously, there were strategy reasons behind that because uh, still had a few attack modes left to deploy. But I wonder if that's indicative of how the season's going to go. Has it shifted into becoming da Costa's team now? And is that going to affect their title bid going forwards? Uh, it, question to you, Jack, for a change. I'm going to break tradition after 90 episodes.
0: Mate, you—I I wasn't listening.
2: <laughs>
0: I just wanted to ask the questions. <laughs>
1: that was, shows just, how well this podcast goes. I, I <laughs> I'll be honest, I wasn't either. But you was, know, but... Was, it was about I the was, teammates. Was,
2: it was about uh, Portia, Costa and Verline because it feels a little bit like uh, it shifted into becoming Costa's team now after that order they gave to Verline not to overtake in Sao no, Paulo. I
0: don't, I don't think so. Um, for me, for, for me, I think Verline. Is still, I don't think any of them are number one. I think the Costa's got, you know, De Costa's he's got merit. He's a champion, you know, and it's still early days. And even though Verline's put that lead up, it's it's early to start moving away. And there's still so many races I think left to go. So I don't think Porsche are deploying any, you know, favoritism yet. I just think they thought now we can't we can't sh- tell the Costa because then you're then you're already asserting Verline potentially as like a as a number one, um, and 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 their main like aim for the championship and i don't think the costa would have taken kindly to that so i think they probably played it right um on the on the day because yeah as as, as pico said you know there's still quite a lot of double headers to go and i know i said earlier that you know this could be pretty pivotal. i just think it's at that time of the season now where you're just trying to pick up momentum um in berlin and I, I, we say this like you know and and you know if to use it's more of a football reference than a motorsport reference, but yeah, I suppose it would probably work in in, in F one because you know if you get on a good there's there's not much difference, especially in the top team. So for if, for example, if Ferrari were to put a good run together, you'd hope that the the men would carry on and they you know they keep pushing. Whereas in Formula e, I suppose you know you've got momentum for maybe this weekend, but going into the next weekend, you know that that form book. Um, Pico, I suppose, it is, is out the window. I know I said earlier that it's a pivotal weekend, but now I'm kind of backtracking, thinking I don't know how... It's pivotal because you could gain a lot of points this weekend, right? But then you go, okay, we've got Monaco afterwards where, you know, the hit might not be too bad, but when you get to Jakarta and Rome, okay, yeah, you picked up a lot of points, but if you're not good in those races, then your championship's over.
1: I think it especially helps um when, like, the races come and go. So... For the last few races, we've had month breaks between the two of them. Uh, uh, Sao Paulo was a month ago. Cape Town, amazingly, was two months ago. That, that sounds crazy. But then we had, um, at the start of the season, we had, what, six races in nine weeks or something like that? Uh, admittedly, one of them was a double header in um, in uh, Cape Town. But that's still... Uh, Cape Town? Diria. Saudi Arabia, Why? yeah. Diria. Why did I say Cape Town? I don't know. The last like, thing you said, I think. Yeah yeah um good right so <laughs> uh i'm really off the ball today fellas um looking forward to be back in panic um yeah um but yeah i so it if if you're on a good run of form and you've got the races kind of next to each other it's it's kind of it's kind of easier to continue that form whereas the, the last few races so um i think they're going to be different one to the next whereas we've got Berlin this weekend. Monaco's in two weeks, but then we got another month gap to Jakarta, and then three weeks to Portland, three weeks to Rome, two weeks to London. Then we're done. So it's it's going to be interesting, but because like so, some people they win and they want to go on, and then other people just like they have a terrible weekend is like right, I need to step away. Or if you go into a break on a good form, then you're kind of happier over the break. You come into the next race better. But yeah, so, yeah, what I'm saying is that it doesn't matter. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's weird, isn't
0: it? It's just, it's just weird. It's just weird because you think you've got something like, okay, to use a football reference, right, Man City right now, you know, they're chasing down Arsenal and momentum's with them, right? Arsenal's slipping up and, you know, the momentum's with Man City and people are expecting Man City to overtake Arsenal. And it's not like we're saying that the momentum is now with Jaguar, right? We're not, it's like, it is with them, but that doesn't mean that they'll overtake. It just means that they've had a good weekend, but it could all come crashing down the next weekend. And you could say the same with football because they, the Man City, could lose a game and then it's all over. But they, that doesn't look likely. Whereas in 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 Formulae terms, it's like you know it. It looks more likely that things will slip in a sense, and 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 even if form with Formula One, you know, if Ferrari or even if Mercedes picked up some form, right? If Mercedes picked up some form in a couple of races, you'd expect that to continue, especially with George Russell and Lewis Hamilton in the car. You'd expect it to continue, um, and and them to 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 keep performing well. But I just, yeah, it in Formula Three, it just it just doesn't seem that that ever does kind of work. But boys, we're coming towards the end of the show now, so. It's that neck on the line, you know, the more on the podcast. I really like that name that, that Pico said. Um, we're going to predict, right? Double header, right? Two races, boys. Two races. Um, Ed, I'm coming to you first. Who's running race one? Who's winning race two?
2: All right, always a tricky one. I think I'm going to get a bit Atlas out of the box. I'm going to go with uh Buemi to win race one in the Envision. And I think I'll probably go with... Uh, Verline to win race two for Porsche. Uh, but I, I don't know what Pico is going to pick. I guess different folks for different blokes, as he said earlier.
1: Pico, I'm pretty sure I've got that say right. I'm going to look it up later. Um, anyways, yeah. Um, I was very tempted to say Ede Mortara and put my neck really on the line considering how uh, bad, uh, start Maserati, uh, a bad. um, But I will say that I think Maserati will do all right this weekend. I think that this will be a good weekend for them. Um, However, I will say that Van Dorn will win one of the races and the other race will be won by uh, Da Costa. That's fairly safe, but who knows? Yeah.
0: I, I was I was so tempted. I was so tempted to just go, Norman Nato is going to win. <laughs> yes, <and> Stormy Norman. <laughs> Norman Nato is going to win one race. And um, Lucas DeGrasse is going to come out of nowhere and Mahindra and win a race. Um, but no, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to say DS Penske. I'm going to go with this narrative that I've created in my head. And I love creating narratives in my head. DS Penske are going to be the team that catch up the most this weekend. And I think Van Dorm will win one race and Vern will win the other. Um, so I'm going that Diaz Pensky is going to is going to is be that team that claws it back. Boys, thank you so much. Um for the show. Pico, enjoy Berlin.
1: I shall uh yeah, more content over the weekend. Yeah, we'll we'll wrap it up. Yeah, look yeah, out, and look I'll out enjoy for all the cheers Yeah,
0: <laughs> look out for all the socials, have a great one, and we'll see you soon. Goodbye.